Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Welcome back to episode six of the Yoga Life Podcast. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about journaling. Before we delve into that, let's just have a little recap about happiness. We talked about that last time. How are you, Alex, from last time? (laughs) I'm okay, Dawn. (laughs) Uh, Dawn never does the niceties, which is why I'm laughing at her. And she just remembered. Yeah, I'm all right, Dawn. How are you? I'm good. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I just don't think she cares about me. Of course I do, of course I do. <laughs> I just like to get the job done. No jokes. Clearly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Um, just ordered myself another fruit and veg box. Wonderful. From Glad that's veg. going well. Oh, God, it's so good. Um, and I've also meal prepped this week, which I'm super happy about. Nice. Mossy and I have got into a good routine with that. So just, you know, feeling very on it considering it was all done yesterday, which is very unusual for me to get that stuff done on a Sunday. Oh, yeah, totally. I, yeah, I'm normally a Monday person mm. for, for meal prepping. I have got some to do today. Nice. But yes, yeah, feel, feel, feeling very yogic in a few things that I've done lately. I've got a bag ready to go to the charity shop. Um, I've got uh, this new six-month challenge coming out for my yogis, and it's all about Ayurveda. Yeah. Um, and I'm super excited about that. I've been getting ready for that this morning and I'm just feeling very yogic. Oh, and I've been doing more of my 300 hour yoga qualification, cruising yeah. through that like a bad boy. Uh, so yeah, I'm good. And it's lovely when you're doing work like that, that doesn't really feel like work. I'm just inspiring <laughs> you. None of it feels like work. Good. It's brilliant. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, how are you then? How's things? I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, equally being productive and busy and doing my aromatherapy course, so plowing through that work. It's exciting. Which some of it does feel like work, but only because I'm having to like duplicate things that I have done before. But you know, what like anatomy bodies. and physiology and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Doing some coursework for that, which I've done three times or something already. Let's just, but hey ho, let's just do it again and tick the box for that one. I feel like with anatomy and physiology, it's always good to go back to it. A little reminder. I mean, I, I should be a doctor by the end of this. <laughs> I'll yes. read that much about the human body. Actually, now you say that, I think I have an advanced anatomy and physiology in my 300 hour. Yeah. So uh, we can compare notes. More to learn. There's <laughs> always yeah. more to learn. But it's so, so fun. Have you thought much about happiness since last time? Well, um, not really, if I'm honest. I hadn't really given it much thought since we last recorded. Uh, However, there was a very, very, very obvious moment in my, well, I guess it was my weekend, Friday, uh, when, you know, we did the kind of scale idea of true happiness, like utter joy, mega, mega off the scale happiness. Then we did it all the way down to like utter horrible whatever life um well I had a definite moment of that pure joy feeling where I could not wipe the smile off my face for hours on end my face hurt from smiling so much um and it was just freaking brilliant so but what I did is I caught myself a couple of times thinking oh god I don't want it to end and even glanced at my watch 
And I was like, no, 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 fuck that shit. Just enjoy it for what it is. I didn't, <laughs> to the point where I even didn't look at the time. I caught myself before I'd even looked at my watch. And I was just like, no, just be here now. Who gives a shit? And um, just brought myself straight back to it. And so it was excellent. And my face hurt. And it was great. Really, really oh, great. That's lovely. I actually had a very similar uh, moment where I just found myself grinning like that. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, you were there. I was driving a car. <laughs> and I had a car full of people singing musical soundtracks to me at the top of their lungs. And it was amazing. After we'd had a brilliant day in London. Uh, yeah, I was driving home, just sat in the drive, almost like a tear came to my eyes. I was like, this is so amazing. My friends are so cool. So we had sound of music, that was cool. a Moulin Rouge. <laughs> and it was incredible just sitting there like, oh, you guys are amazing. Just singing to me. To be fair, that means since we last recorded, I've had two moments like that yes. because I was having a great time then as well. Yes. It's all about <laughs> it's so that funny. letting go and just being a bit of a child again as well, isn't it, sometimes? God, yeah, that should actually be... There's a whole Buddhist concept around that. Yeah. Um, we should probably talk about that next series. It's really fun. Yeah. Obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that was a good car journey. I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good day good, good day good day indeed but yeah it's not holding on to it and it's also like that that's what it was and it was a little memory of fun times and it doesn't matter that it's over it was great at the time we enjoyed it at the time and there was none when we were in the car god I don't think I was like oh I don't want to get home I don't want it to end no. nor was it um oh god I wish this journey would hurry up and it was yeah. very much in the moment stuff wasn't it and it it is that in the moment. There's no expectation. Like it wasn't like we got in the car at the start of the journey and said, right, we're going to sing show tunes at the top of our lungs because that's fun. It just happened and it's unplanned. So there was no attachment to expectations on it. I'm just going to tell our wonderful listeners why it happened. It happened because Dawn, at the age of 35, has not seen The Sound of Music, <laughs> which, let's be honest, was on the TV, all the four channels that were available when we were children. Every freaking week, I'm sure of it when we were kids. Possibly. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. No, I think we had the video. Uh, and, yeah, that was a that was a big favourite in our house. Yeah, so but, I need to watch it. But it turns out I knew all the songs. I've just never seen the film. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shall we move on to journaling? Yes. Awesome. So journaling is an interesting topic for us to talk about, really, because it's something that... Alex does and I don't and I've dabbled in but it's never stuck and I don't really know why and I'd love to be the kind of person that sits down at six o'clock in the morning with a cup of coffee and journals and enjoys it but realistically a I'm never getting up at 6 30 in the morning that's exactly what I was about to say and also yeah I'd rather sleep than journal <laughs> so <laughs> what can I ask then why do you want to be that person? Oh, because they just look so zen and serene and have a great start to their day. But I equally have a very different but great start to my day. There we go. Yeah. So it's just it your involves, perception. Yeah. Mine involves TV and the coffee and breakfast. Maybe you should start journaling and turn off the TV. <laughs> so um, Alex is the pro on the journaling front. I wouldn't well, say I'm a pro, but it is something I've been doing for a very long time. Yeah. Um, when I was clearing out, uh, so when did I move at the beginning of lockdown, moved house then, and I just shoved, I think all my old journals were in a drawer 
and I left them in that drawer and it was moved in that sense. And then uh, in the spring of this year, uh, we had a massive clear out. I think we even talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Massive clear out. And I came across all my old journals and they were like four years worth. And my journals are broken into quarters. So they're three months yeah. each. Um, so there was jet loads of them. They look amazing. And it was really fun just to glance back through them and see what was going on. But I, I do think I will... I will part with them. I still have them. Mm-hmm. I didn't throw them out. Uh, but I was like, it was kind of one of those, well, they're fine in that drawer. I didn't need the drawer for anything else. They're not really taking up space that I need. So I left them and I didn't want to throw them out in a hurry and then regret it. <laughs> but I don't know why I would keep them. But then I don't know. Yeah, but then what if when you're old, you want to look back or you're going through turmoil in your life and you look back at maybe lessons you've already learned or things you did before that helped or didn't help? Yeah, my, mm, no, yeah. it's one of those things. I'm, I, I'm too sentimental sometimes. I'd feel like it was such a shame to throw away four years worth of journals. I think it would be lovely to kind of read some of the gratitudes that are in there. Maybe some of the, yeah, maybe some of the lessons learned, the wins, that sort of thing. I think it would, but knowing me, I don't think I ever would. Or rip out some of the good pages and keep, keep the good those. ones. Somehow it seems like a chore I'm never going to do. I feel like a bonfire would be better. You know, I can offer all my lessons and... Sacrificial burning. Gratitudes to the wind, uh, to the wind, (laughs) to the universe. (laughs) Yes. So journaling, yes, I have been doing it for years. That was really the point uh, that I wanted to get across there. And I think it really took off. I started when I was was in employment. I was working for a gym, national gym company at the time. Sat at a desk all day, but it was kind of really getting to a point where I needed to manage my time more. And that was purely why I started journaling. At this point, I was already teaching yoga and I was very much working with gratitudes, I think. I would write down gratitudes. Maybe I didn't write them down or maybe I did. I kind of dabbled a bit like Dawn, perhaps. It was just, you know, I'd write them down if I needed to kind of thing or I'd think about them. But it was, I was still teaching yoga at this point or already teaching yoga at this point. So gratitudes were very much in my life. But it was purely because I would have an eight hour shift in which I did not want to leave late from or get in early for. Uh, As much as I liked my job, I knew I could do it in an eight hour day. And so it was just a case of absolutely making sure that everything was done and laid out really well. So I found this journal, I am going to name drop because I actually really like the company, uh, Best Self, they're called. It's an American company and I really like the way that they lay out their journals. They work for me. What I have found is that journals are really a personal thing. Someone will love a specific type of journal and then someone will just be like, this does not work for me. Uh, Another person is much better off with an empty notebook. Uh, and no template whatsoever uh, so it is it is a real personal thing but the ones that I've used for these four years the ones I'm talking about um, are from a company called Best Self and the the thing that got me was the fact that it laid out my day and that was really nice <laughs> and so I would then be able to block out my day choose what I was going to do when I was going to do it and it would help me see how much time I actually had, how much time I had available, et cetera, et cetera. And it really helped me out from there. And that was essentially how I started. But I guess you could argue in a way that you do that with your work diary. I was going to say, actually, that's something I do more and more, particularly of times sort of when I start to get a bit overwhelmed, when I know I've got so much to do, I do do that. I have my appointments, but sort of in, in a gap, I'll just bullet point the things that I 
need to achieve that day I have several different headers one will be like home at house you know chores that need to be done that day some will be work chores that need to be done and now some are coursework chores that chores you know something you know things that I need to tick off and little goals um and I am starting to also put in things like when I go to the gym to make sure I have that time yeah yeah um, that, that was another thing for me as well making yeah. sure that I allocate the time that's needed for the things I want to do yeah like you can book out your day full of work stuff without any effort but yeah. actually where's your work-life balance especially being self-employed this was when it really took hold for me um right okay well I could work from literally the second I wake up until I go to bed when you first shift into that self-employment like it's all consuming um and so it's like wow okay well where's actually my time to eat where's my time to walk the dog where's my time to go to the gym where's the time to do the things I actually like doing seeing my friends etc etc and as we know I used to wear the busy badge yeah boldly and just be like no I'm too busy no I'm too busy no I'm too busy and make up all these excuses not to see the people that I actually wanted to see um and nourish the relationships I wanted to 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 nourish and it was very easy just to know I'm not going to do it but then as soon as you actually block out your day so from 6am to 7am I'm teaching this class from 7am to 8am I'm doing this from 9 till 10 I'm walking the dog from 11 till 12 I'm recording the podcast etc 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 and it blocks it out and then I can see around that okay well between um one and three today I've got a bit of a gap what work have I got to do right I'll put that work in uh or I could potentially go to the gym and so on and so forth so it's really quite a nice way of splitting up the day to be able to see what is then available yeah it's also a great way to see actually how much time you really do have yes, in a day for some people the, how much time you can waste yes yeah absolutely yeah um so really what I was going to start with that was kind of my history and why I got into journaling it was purely for the day plan and to improve my productivity essentially also within this um, journal is a to-do list and that also helps a lot because you can transfer that to-do list into your day plan so that was just a no-brainer for me well of course I'm going to write down my to-do list for that day and then put it into my day plan that made a lot of sense to me and then of course yes it had prompts for gratitudes and wins and other things etc etc so it was great it just it evolved purely from having the template I only needed a fraction of this journal but from having the template they offered I was then able to actually really build on my um build on my journaling experience and I think that's why I've stuck with it because I went into it with a very practical sense but it's developed into something so much more and I've taken it in many many different ways as well Um, But what I was going to say is the why you journal really draws us back to our self-study, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So with journaling, I find that you need a why, much like with anything, you need a why before you're going to start and get stuck into it. If you're you're just doing it because you think that people who do it look like they have a great morning and look really zen. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) that is a goal set on the based on the ego isn't it totally Totally. I've had instances though where I have got into journaling more and I will sort of name I'll name drop here because my friend sent me a journal when I was just going through one of my bit of down times feeling a bit meh and it's called the positive planner and it's like a yellow book and it's lovely and it's really nice British small business these two ladies created it and 
I guess that's the point with the why. I had a why at that point, and that's why I did it for a while. Yeah. And it really stuck. And then elements of what that that planner has in it are things that I would carry forward into like a plain notebook occasionally if I'm feeling not quite right. Follow those same patterns. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I do feel like you need a why to start. Don't just think, oh, I'm going to journal because that's what yogis do. You know, it just, it's a pointless reason to do it because you think you look Zen is not a reason to journal because it makes you genuinely feel Zen is a good reason to journal. Um, So finding a real why. Now, one of our niyamas is our self-study. So self-study is learning anything about yourself really isn't it I go back and listen to episode seven of the first series if you've not listened to it already um and figure out all the stuff around um self-study but essentially what we can do when we journal is notice what's going on with us in a more deep and meaningful way is it episode seven no it's nine episode nine I forgot it was that far down yeah we learn essentially I think everyone well everyone does learn in different ways but if we genuinely want to change something about ourselves it's quite a difficult process and the point of self-study is to become aware of what we're doing usually because we're trying to develop and change in a different way we're we're always trying to grow we're always let's say let's go on the bold assumption that we're all trying to develop our uh, yoga practice or we're all trying to become happier calmer level-headed more intelligent more productive beings more productive human beings you know uh just generally more yogic yeah even if we're not on a path to enlightenment we're we're looking for that increased or decreased level of stress in our lives that comes with it so with that generally you're going to have to assume that you need to change the way that you are because you wouldn't be looking to be more zen if you were already super zen (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you're generally you're on this path because you want to change, learn and grow. That's all I really need to say. And then <laughs> <laughs> to change, like I said, is incredibly difficult. We, we need to abolish old habits that essentially hold us back and keep us the person that we are. Uh, and we need to discover new habits or new goals or new challenges or new um pieces of information we need to actually implement these into our life to actually make it a viable thing so we then learn to change nothing happens just overnight it's very very unusual for someone just to be able to wake up and be a completely different person something big has happened in their life for that to happen um it's very very rare you're not just going to suddenly be go from being someone who's never gone to the gym in their life to um someone who very, very easily finds it incredibly simple to go to the gym every single day or five days a week, eats all the right foods and is a complete health guru. It won't stick if you do it that quickly. You need, yeah. Yeah. Or if you did do it that quickly, it would be very, and it did stick, you're a serious minority. Like that doesn't happen overnight. There There is usually a big trigger or something that has happened for that to happen and to stick. But really the, it's, it's never easy. Even if someone did make that change, it's going to be a battle. Old habits are being squashed the whole time, ignored. Things that comfort things that feel good and normal in your life, you have to completely dismiss. Instead of getting home, 
going and sitting on the sofa you're getting home and you're prepping your meals you're making sure that you're going out and walking uh, you're getting up early instead of staying in bed and you're going to the gym etc 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 whatever it might be these are battles every single day um to to create a new change so what a journal does is it's almost like a support or a security blanket or a support technique throughout these kind of things so this can be a why this can be a, an incredibly handy tool uh, to help you grow, learn, and change. Does that make sense? So it does far? make sense. Yeah. Where would people start? Where Where do you normally? You've done workshops on this. What would you normally say is a good place for someone to start if they're feeling the need for this change and cool. the journal? Yeah. Okay. So let's say you've decided that you want to. Um, so I feel like something like overwhelm is planning your day, having a to-do list, that kind of thing is really, really useful. Uh, going to the gym and encouraging more health and fitness in your life. It's incredibly helpful in that regard. And um, what I would say is, oh, let's pick a goal. Oh, well, we pick the obvious one. You want to start doing more yoga. Yeah. Let's say you want to, and let's start with the physical asana to begin with, but then lead on to add in the meditation as well. This is something that you want to do. You need to do it. You feel like your physios told you you need to do it. Your boss has told you you're too stressed and you need to do it. Like there's all the reasons stacking up against you and you are now sick to death with feeling in a broken body and a busy mind. You're just, you're done. You have your why you want to change this. So what a journal can do, um, First and foremost, it can allow you to plan your day, for instance. Um, it can then allow you to create the space in your day to fit in your physical asana, even if it is just sitting on your mat or being on your mat for 10 minutes first thing in the morning. You, or you can see that, oh, actually, I've got half an hour at lunchtime where I could do it. Or, oh, actually, on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I could hit that actual studio class in the evening. Or, oh, that yoga teacher there teaches early mornings. I could go to her classes or I could do her online classes or his. Whoa, sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you, there's options. You look around, you can start to... It might be that in your journal for your first few days is look at yoga, uh, yoga classes in my local area, look at yoga classes online and find a teacher I like. Things like that can go on your to-do list. So you're instantly implementing the thing you want to change. Even if it's a tiny step in the right direction, you're implementing things within your journal to change. So it might be that the first few days, instead of actually practicing asana, it's research ready for yeah. it. And then the next one, it could be buy a yoga mat. Yeah. And then it keeps you kind of um, accountable daily. And it might be that you need to write a longer list so you could have a monthly plan, a three month plan, a six month plan and an annual plan. And then you break it down smaller and smaller and smaller. So you have your daily goals. So, for instance, we've worked down over a week, first couple of days, plan what yoga classes you're going to attend or figure out your own self-practice uh, for a beginner. I wouldn't recommend it. Then it's by a yoga mat. The next one is, okay, so when am I actually going to practice my yoga class, getting to your first yoga class? Now, let's be honest, the odds of going to a yoga teacher for the first time and falling in love, not likely, I would say. I've tried out quite a few yoga teachers uh, in my time and with many teachers, some of whom I've thought were brilliant, really enjoyed their classes, others who have just been a bit like, it was good, but you're not really my people. Some are just a bit like, yeah, it was okay, whatever. I'm not willing to make the time into my week to attend your class all the time, whatever it might be. And then 
so let's assume that over the first few weeks you aim to get to a yoga class those three days a week uh, or it might just be well I can't make it on the Wednesday due to that meeting or this family commitment whatever it might be so this means I'm going to follow an online class and I found an online class that I can do first thing in the morning whatever it might be and you can start to put this into your journal and into your day plan according to your to-do list according to your month plan whatever it might be so that's great. Just that in itself may help someone um, start a new habit and keep that habit. The things that I found have really locked this in for me when I'm looking at changing is the accountability. Now, it's really difficult. I, I'm sure you suffer with this as well, Dawn, as a self-employed person to force accountability on yourself sometimes. Right. You yeah. have got to finish X job today. Yeah. Or what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's, who says? Literally, the only thing that's like that is like tax return. Well, that has to be done. But yes, other than that, well, it's just other my problem that. if it's late. <laughs> it's my problem if I don't show up. It's my problem if I don't do the social media. It's my problem if I don't market it. It's my problem if I don't show up for the appointment, whatever it might be. Um, it's always just our problem. And if we're willing to suffer the consequences of not doing the job, then again, Okay. <laughs> yes. So creating yeah. accountability for some people can be really, really hard. And so what I found with this journal, and again, others are available and you can use a template in just a plain notebook or there are, you know, a billion other things to do, but it offers a space to write down your wins and also your lessons learned. Now your lessons are things that essentially maybe didn't go to plan in your day where you've actually learned something from it or something hasn't gone into plan in your day. And so it gives you the time and the space to think about, okay, what went wrong there? Why didn't it go to plan? So if we stick with our trying to implement more yoga into our life, um, then we could, so we did the Monday class, boom, nailed it. Monday started on fire. Wednesday, uh, couldn't make the class in the evening due to a family commitment was going to do the yoga in the morning um but may or may not have snoozed the alarm one too many times didn't make it and then uh the friday class you just didn't make because you were like well i missed wednesday now so what's the point so you get to friday and you realize that oh fuck i've missed another yoga class and in your journal on wednesday perhaps because you overslept you could be like right okay lessons learned if you want to go to yoga on a, on a morning class, you have to go to bed earlier. Uh, do not snooze your alarm um, and just, you know, get out of bed before you even think about it. Those could be, they could be a couple of ideas that you put down. Then Friday comes around and you miss it again because you just feel completely out of whack. So you really need to sit there and think, okay, what's going on here? Do I truly want this? Why do I want this? Have I not found the right yoga class? Uh, why am I not motivated to get to that class, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you could take the time to really pick apart what's going on in your brain as to why you didn't make that class. Is it just freaking laziness? Yeah, or do you need to reassess when you're going to fit it in and where you're going? Yeah. Exactly. That's Is it lesson you didn't to go learn? Yeah. yeah, you didn't go because you knew traffic could be bad because it was a Friday afternoon. It's right near yeah. the train station. So yes. really, what's the point in trying to go to that class every Friday because you can have the same situation? So rethink. Yeah. Yes, it gives just great space to think about those things. And once you've written them down, it's suddenly like, well, I now know I've made the mistake. If you don't write it down, it's just kind of in the back of your head. It's very easy to dismiss what is in the back of your head. 
Whereas if you write it down and actually be really real with yourself, and that is what that is, that pen to paper, brain to paper, you're being very, very real with yourself. And it's then suddenly like, okay, I really do know that now. I can't exactly just go and deny it. So to continue making that same mistake seems really freaking stupid. Yeah. 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 So it creates accountability in, in that sense. I find the lessons learned having had no expectation about it, not really using a journal for that reason was a game changer for me. So, yeah. yeah. So that's one thing you could implement into your journal as well. And then this other, the other one that I also like is having the wins. So you kind of finish your journal on a, on a positive for the day. So it's uh, what went right with your day. What was the best parts about your day? So you get to really think about the good stuff, the shit that you, you really did well, things that you loved about your day. And this is a really good place to practice your ahimsa. Yeah. So what I would love to talk about next is, um, like the topics we could cover if that's all right Dawn yeah um so for instance your wins could be got PB at the gym or I made it to my yoga class or um got a new client at work or finally did that work that I've been putting off for ages and it's paying off already you know whatever did my tax return yeah (laughs) something along those lines whatever a win might be it it they can be tiny but or they could be really big but it's a really lovely way to practice your ahimsa and your self-compassion it's also it does tie in with the lessons learned in a positive way so your win will show you like a lesson learned I feel great if I do that or or I've win because I've completed this like what did I do to make sure I completed that and make it a win absolutely Yes. Yes. So they tie in really nicely together, don't they? It is. It is. And you just can learn so much from it and you can find yourself writing your wins down and realizing you've got more lessons or you could write your lessons down and realize you've got more wins. That it really is. It really is a nice way of um, doing it. I think that's why I've always struggled with the prescribed diary like journals, because I'll sit there and go, well, I can't think of three wins or three lessons today. So I sort of then go, well, sod this. I don't want to waste that space. And to me, I'm like, well, I've paid for this diary. I need to fill every little bit, but then I'm making stuff up. You know, if it- surely you learn three things every day. Well, then I, if I guess, I suppose, I don't know. But then it might be that you do your wins first. Yeah. Yeah. You know. What if you haven't had three wins in a day? You've always had three wins in a day. Everyone has always had three wins in a day. So you go as small as I got out of bed. If you need to. If you've been in a really down, if your life is at a point where you've not got three small wins in a day, it could be something like actually ate healthy at lunchtime today. Didn't snack today. uh, Hit my 10,000 steps today. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, actually recorded the podcast and didn't procrastinate today. Yeah. Okay, um, I'll just try to think about my day, say yesterday. Three wins, three lessons learned. Well, I mean, there was a lot more than three lessons learned. What were you doing yesterday? What was it, Sunday? Yeah, I cooked a roast for my sister and her family. Oh, lovely. Lots of lessons learned. That's good. Yeah, I burnt a lot of things. Dawny, oh no, you used someone else's oven? No, my oven, no? but I just, I had to have too many things in the oven. Oh no. Yeah, lesson learned don't burn things well no because it's smaller than that isn't it put less yeah. in the oven make sure put you less in the oven don't for a lot of people. stuff right to the back yeah think of ways to use the hob more than just the oven 
Yep. Yeah. Um, be more organized beforehand. There you go. If you or don't people. over challenge. Yeah, if you do got a roast for eight people and you've got no time to prep the day before, then it's not a day to do cauliflower cheese. Exactly. I did cauliflower and broccoli cheese. And they all sat there going, what the hell's this? Why do you have this with a roast? I was like, do you, do you not? Well, so was no it was wasted on them. Should have just yeah. boiled some cauliflower and broccoli. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything worse, but yeah. Know. But I've got all the leftovers, so that's the win. Uh, but that's the win. I've got loads of leftovers. You, go. you got my dinner today. There you go. And then another win. You've had a vegetables for lunch, you know, yes. whatever it might be. So there is always, I know it seems like wins should be something big and massive, but they're not. If you think about everything that Dawn and I have talked about, about compassion and self-compassion and ahimsa in general, it's, it's very, very easy to find a win. It might be that your win is something as simple as you got out for a walk or you got some fresh air or you managed to put a letter in the post box that's been sat in your car for two weeks, you know. Okay. Sent an email that you really needed to send and now you feel like a weight has been lifted. It doesn't have to be something big and massive like, I got a new job. It's not a win in life. It's a win that okay. day. Right. Of course, um, when you do get a win in life, celebrate those two. Yeah. That's probably where I sometimes go wrong. I'm looking for too big a thing. No, go small, small. Go small. It, I think it ties in really well with last week. If you celebrate the small stuff, you're instantly on a happier level. True. Yes. Yeah, it's really. Um, what did my sister tell me about the other day? Oh, she'd set herself a benchmark within her business because she is also self-employed about how much money she wanted to earn last month, and she was chattering away on a voice note about something else. And then she's like, "Oh, by the way, just so I let you know, I hit my target of X Y Z last month, and I'm now actually really excited to get into October." I know that's really boring, but I just thought I'd tell you anyway. And I could hear the excitement in her voice, and it's like. No, fucking celebrate that. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Really, really well done. Celebrate it. Don't just play it down. Um, someone else, um, I saw on Instagram this morning, I cooked a fried breakfast. And yes. she was super proud of it. And I'm sure you've seen it too. Yeah. And or, she put about how, you know, awesome and lovely. And then, but yeah, I cracked the egg or broke the egg. Yeah. face, And I'm like, just celebrate the fucking good shit. Yeah. Who gives it? No one's looking at the egg. <laughs> And no, they're all just jealous that you cook breakfast for someone. You really, like, I just wish that someone cooked breakfast for me. Or you got to sit down and eat a lovely good breakfast this morning, yeah. whatever it might be. Like, focus on the good shit there and not just bring it down. And that's why I think, <laughs> admittedly, you can chop and change around the order you do stuff that's right for you. However, if by finishing on a on a positive, it's always, it's a, it a, brings your mood up. Especially if you're going to do some of it before bed as well. You, I mean, either yes. way, but before bed. Yeah. So what we'll sort of timings? Uh, yeah. What sort of topics? What else do you put in there? What, you know, what's in your day? What topics do you have headers? So, I mean, so I'm going to move away from the, the best self now because yeah. that was just, this is how I got into it so much. Yeah. Because it had these key elements. It had the gratitudes. Uh, it had um, the to-do list. It had the day plan. It had the wins and it had the um, lessons learned. And that's what got me into it. However, Let's look over everything Dawn and I have talked about. And you could easily do this with a plain notebook. And so topics, the topics are endless. You could essentially allocate a week or month or I wouldn't do a day. I would go longer. A week, a month, a year, six months, three months, whatever, anywhere in between. Um, and focus on one specific topic. And I've been kind of curious about doing this myself. Um, 
I've kind of dabbled with it. I haven't done it consistently for a very extended period of time, but I have done months or three month periods and just done like where it's kind of been a background theme where I'm focusing on one specific topic to challenge myself uh, to change in specific ways. So this is more small stuff. So when I first did it, this it, the overarching one was Ahimsa. And it's when I first really got into the Yamas and the Niyamas and started studying this stuff because I literally fell in love with it from the off. It was just, it fascinated me. I loved it. It makes so much sense to me. And it's such a clear cut path to improving your life. Hence Dawn and I sitting here and constantly rambling on about it. Um, And so let's say you've got a plain notebook and your goal is to focus on Ahimsa for a month. I'm just going to say a month. And now it might be that you just notice times in your day to begin with where um, non-violence has perhaps improved your day. So that could be a weekly focus. How has non-violence improved your day? So it could be, we'll use the good old faithful traffic one. Yeah. You started to yell at someone, realized what you were doing, chose a non-violent route and you, your journey was generally significantly better. You noticed how you started to look in the mirror and talk about to yourself how oh this is disgusting you're disgusting what you look like blah 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 blah. I hate my thighs I hate my ass I hate my face whatever it might be that you hate today and you caught yourself and you were like actually this top looks really good and then left it at that and you chose non-violence over violence it might be that your partner did something that was really irritating you that day and instead of bringing it up you were just like gonna let it pass gonna make a joke or I'm just gonna lighten the mood or I'm gonna not let myself focus on that and you just let it pass and again or you went and gave them a cuddle and you really really went all out non-violence and you made it a negative situation into a positive situation and you can start to watch these themes build within your own journal so it could just be one thing a day it could be two or three things a day there could be that you set out to okay I'm just going to notice one today And then because you've kind of got that in your head, you start to notice many ways in which you can implement more non-violence into your life and make choices about being non-violent. And by doing so, you're invoking change in your own behavior. You're also improving your day-to-day life. But what the journal does is it gives you a platform of which to really make note and to really learn from those things. Does that all make sense? Yes, yes, it does. When you say there's like all these different topics or headers you could do, could you, I suppose you could just pick and choose, could you? Mm -hmm. I think that everyone has a bit of a thing that they need to focus on at them at each time in their life. So for me, when I first started out being self-employed, money was a big focus for me. So that was something that probably had, actually, I still make space for it in my journal today. That's how much this is a running theme. It's come in and out, but generally always, you know, when I'm feeling a little bit uh, around money, I know I fall back on negative behaviors or behaviors that definitely don't serve me anymore. And so I have to rein myself back in and go back to my positive um, behaviors around money and journaling about money in my journal every day actually really helps. And it, it's it's keeping you focused and where you might fall off the, the wagon it allows you it's a way to get back on if you find yourself really beating yourself up on the way you look and you're being very very net lots of negative self-talk you're useless whatever it might be loads of negative self-talk is creeping back in it might be that you could take go back to your journal and then 
I was going to talk about this in a minute, so I may as well bring it up now. Yeah. Start creating positive affirmations. Yeah. And it might be that daily you start writing down positive affirmations that uh, help you reduce that negative self-talk. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so by repeating something over and over and over again, both in your head and writing it down, it becomes a truth. And so when you find yourself in the day, starting with a negative self-talk, you can be, you could change it. You could be like, no, and lean on your affirmation and just repeat it over in your head. You could be like, uh, I am beautiful and I am perfect and I am where I'm meant to be right now, whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, I can do anything I put my mind to. Uh, whatever that positive affirmation that you need at that time, you can pull yourself back to it because you're writing it down every single day. It's right there at the forefront of your mind. It might be that you have to wake, wake up each morning and you write it in the morning. And before you go to bed, it's the last thing you write before you go to sleep. And it's, it, it goes in and it allows you to interweave it into your life. So whatever the topic is, it might be that your focus is ahimsa still and you're doing the noticing moments of non or choices where you're going for nonviolence in your life each day. Then you go into looking for ways other people invoke nonviolence in their life or perhaps how people are violent and that you now don't like and perhaps then look at it on you it's like okay well that person really triggers me because they do that behavior so that suggests that that's an issue within me and so you can then look into your you can then look into yourself and figure out why it's bothering you so much is that a behavior you're doing do I need to modify that behavior what can I do to work on that and so on and so on and so on and so on and then again affirmations about kindness I am kind I am loving I am filled with love all the time whatever it might be um there's no downside to being nice I really get from this that the, the journal is a really helpful tool to help you keep focusing on on goals to be constantly reminding you of what you've said your goals are rather than in a spur of the moment letting things go astray because of sudden instant gratification somewhere else or or what have you um it's a good yeah good reminder good focus yeah that's 100 yeah. what yeah. i find and it's it's also like i said at the beginning it's like that safety blanket of okay, I really feel like my life's in a bit of a disarray right now. If I, I know that if I spend just a, a week, even seven days journaling each day, morning and night, I'm going to talk about timings next, please don't panic. Mm-hmm. Um, then I feel instantly calmer, grounded. Everything starts to settle back into place and I'm okay. And yeah, it, it genuinely does. Everything settles back into place as it should be. The element of the positive planner that I really liked and find that it's sometimes nice to turn to is when you're having a period of time maybe you just don't feel quite right um maybe a bit miserable going through stuff and it was a really nice way to put things into perspective so every day in the corner you do like a mood symbol so there's like a key and you know you can do and you put your overriding feeling of that day and it's like a sunshine for happiness maybe like um like a spiral for anxious a teardrop for sad, like things like that, of like these overwhelming feelings. And while I was going through therapy, this is, I, I was doing it in this book as well. And it was something that my counsellor sort of really liked and also had kind of touched on as well. And it's, you then do a graph at the end of each month, you put them all in a graph and you actually see the reality that- You were shocked, weren't you? Yeah. And it's that, you think you're miserable every day, but actually, no, like 90% of the time you weren't. And yeah. 
yeah and it was that and and it's a bit like touching on what I said with the happiness last week you might not be happy all day every day but you'll be happy at some points every day and yeah yeah it's a really nice little tiny thing and that's something that I have on occasion touch back into and then put them in a graph and it's just interesting to see definitely agree yeah I like it I like it a lot yeah that was a really lovely element for that yeah it's such a small tool but so powerful yeah definitely yeah Yeah. so we mentioned timings I've got a question about timings before we delve into it well it's, it's about it as well what for me I sometimes find that whole idea of having to journal like if I'm going to journal right I've got to do it every morning and every night every single day but in reality is it useful enough to do the odd day one a week I think so if you think about your week over uh, there were a few weeks ago Dawn I believe you even said it on the podcast that you felt really like overwhelmed and you had a lot on you felt really stressed yeah. just doing a journal on that Monday morning or even the Sunday night yeah perhaps could have cleared your mind it would have got everything out you could have laid out your whole week boom done one and done you could implement for instance a weekly journal so you you journal just on a a Sunday evening or a Monday morning it's your first job get up on a Monday and you sit on the sofa and you don't put the tv on you drink your coffee or tea or whatever you're having that morning eat breakfast but then you have your journal out and you plan your week literally boom done you could even reflect and look back on the week before you could be like my wins from last week and then from that you could be like oh actually I'll that worked really well in regards to growing my business or um cooking a roast dinner I've got to do another one of those this weekend maybe I'll do you know you could reflect back and look at things that you did on the week before and write down your wins so you could implement them and perhaps into your to-do list for the week coming um again you could do it for uh so yeah your wins and your lessons learned whatever they may may be so you could use that time you could allocate a good 20 minutes and just get it done um so i think there could be a lot of power to doing it once a week i definitely don't think you need to or have to do it once in the morning once in the evening i genuinely generally even uh i'm very good at doing it in the morning but the evening is often more sporadic. Right. So what I do is when I get to it in the morning, I fill out the evening. Yeah. So I just go back and I still reflect on my previous day, but it won't be that night. I'll just do it the following morning. That's just me personally. Now, we all know that we're all busy and you're like, oh my God, you've just given me something else to do. Piss off, Howarth. Well, you'll be very pleased to know that A, the quickest, easiest way to use journaling to boost your mood, we've talked about it a hundred times, is just to list three to ten gratitudes. Yeah. Yeah. I, was gonna, very, I knew very, that was going to come up today. That's definitely a really important thing. We talked about it so much, I almost felt like we didn't need to give it much in the way of energy today. Mm-hmm. However, absolutely, a really lovely place to start is... Um, just three gratitudes. There is also another really good company that does a journal. Um, a friend of mine uses it, uh, or she used to, I don't know if she does anymore, called the five minute journal. And that's very quick and concise. And it's something along the lines of just, you write down a few notes. It allows you space to write something down if you want to, but it takes no more than five minutes. And that's, it's laid out in a way where you can't go down this rabbit hole of, it's going to take me ages. You, yeah. Everyone has five minutes, even if you fill it out while you're having your morning poo, you know, <laughs> It's just rather than scrolling Instagram, because let's be honest, that's what everyone does. Yeah. Um, so it's the, the five minute planner. Um, 
do it's on on the Googles. Yeah, uh, but that's yeah another <laughs> one to look for as well. Uh, so we can make it very, very short and sharp. So if, for instance, feeling and generally boosting your mood is something you could draw on Dawn's idea for the symbols, you could uh, use just gratitudes, three to 10 gratitudes, morning, you could do it morning and evening. So it's two tiny little tasks. You could leave your planner or journal by your bed, done. If, for instance, you really need to help with your productivity or your stress levels or the feeling of overwhelm or something like that, it might be that you need to do the more having your to-do list and having a day plan and use your journal like that. Uh, if you're really trying to bring more positive changes into your life or break bad habits, then I would certainly use the things that Dawn and I have talked about today. And it could, you could choose, you could either spend, let's be honest, much like exercise, much like diet, the more you do it, the more you see results. So if you're looking to change a habit and it's a habit that comes up almost daily, then I would recommend journaling daily and use that security blanket, use that help and assistance and um, accountability of the journal to keep you on track. It might just be once a day and that's absolutely fine. Um, and you just do it when you first wake up in the morning, you might just have a space. You've done all you've done. You've got up, you've done your yoga or exercise. You've taken the kids to school. Everyone's had food, whatever you've had breakfast, you've walked the dogs and then right. I actually have five minutes now. I'm going to sit at the kitchen table before I even start anything else. And I'm going to write my to-do list. I'm going to get my day plan done, whatever it might be. Often with a day plan, because it's always very good to clear your head before you go to sleep, is having your journal next to your bed means that you can get your next day plan and your to-do list out of your, out of your head. <laughs> so you're then you're more likely to actually get better sleep if you do it the night before. That's something I, I kind of noticed for myself. It's knowing what's going on and gone, going on the next day for me. A, because then I know what time I've got to get up and get active and do things. But And it's now become a thing. And uh, I mean, the wonderful world of self-employed life. Find, I mean, I often find a Sunday night I am doing work at my laptop because mm -hmm. I feel a bit focused. So I'll sit and plan my week ahead. But then I get a little bit of an excitement of the week ahead and start to do some work. And generally, it's my most productive time. Very weird. Love you'd, this. you'd think you'd be self-employed so that you could just chill on a Sunday night. But hey, no. Weirdly, I used to be exactly the same. Yeah. There is something about starting a Monday really bloody organised. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, it's a nice feeling. So I totally, totally get that. Um, but yes, yeah, so please don't take from this that you have to journal morning and night. It just happens to be a habit that I have gotten into. However, I would say four times out of seven I journal just in the morning okay and if I ever do it I would just do it in the evening there you go it's funny isn't it how we yeah. how we do it but I guess yeah and I yeah like you say it's one of those things as well not realizing there's me going I don't journal but actually I probably do every Sunday night yeah for the week go. ahead planning yeah. my life it's, and it it's also, a really clearing way yeah and then you said about the whole well if you're trying to like likening it to fitness if people are trying to focus on the habit yeah it's remembering that one small thing every day is better than one big thing a week yes yeah yeah, yeah. it very that. much so like fitness yeah. with habit change it With really is a little yeah. bit yeah 
it really can help. Um, and it might be that you just start with doing the one big chunk on the Sunday night or the Monday morning. And then you find that it's so useful that you find yourself coming back to it more and more anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like with affirmations and things like that, if you're starting to use affirmations to assist with um, behavioral change, then doing those daily is much more important. It's important that you write those down every day. You repeat them to yourself via meditation every day because that's where the change is going to come. If you dabble with an affirmation and hope that you're uh, like once or twice a week or even once or twice a month and hope that your behavior changes or your life changes because of it, you you know, you'll have, you know, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So those kind, there are times where this stuff, if you truly, really want, it always leads back to your why. Why are you doing it? If you truly want it, you'll make it a priority. If you don't, then it probably won't happen. And it's lovely that next week we're going to be talking about habits. So if anyone's sat here wondering, well, how am I going to make this change and incorporate it? We are going to talk about that next week. So don't you panic. Absolutely. How about... We've, I mean, we touched on how people can use a journal to help with inc- like starting yoga or improving yoga. What about like the relevance to a yoga, yoga on the mat? Um, so I, th- I like this and I think you had this for your 200 hour or your yoga course. I have it for my 300 hour. We have to keep essentially a yoga journal. Yes. And this is, you don't just have to do it when you're a going through a teacher training you can do it as a just a self practice and essentially when you finish your practice you write down what you've done you can write down what went well you can write down what didn't go so well you can write down how your body felt you can write down how your energy was you could write down your energy before so what was your mood before your mood after um perhaps if there's a specific time um allocated time for meditation within your yoga practice you could write down anything that comes up because when we start to quiet the mind a lot of things come up and out from like our subconscious um things that we like to bury uh so it creates a space and some things can start to come up and now that can be quite a lot or it can just come up in bits and sometimes it's good to write that down oh this started to think about this again during savasana started to do fixate on this or this came up and this mood came up and da 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 and you can really start to pick apart what's going on in your brain and it almost draws it out little bit by little bit and you can you can really get some clarification on some things that have been buried for a very long time if you create the space for it you could purely keep it for your physical practice. Um, Dancer went really well this week. And I think it's because my legs aren't tired because I've not been marathon training, (laughs) something like that. Or uh, calves felt tight today, probably from 10 mile walk yesterday. So it could, you could just keep it. Um, New core focus is absolutely kicking my ass. So need to make sure that I attend more yogas this month. What I liked on my course is that we not only had to keep a log of what yoga we did, we did a whole, it was over four weeks, uh, a plan. So we pre-planned four weeks of self-practice. So outside of classes. So you planned what you were going to work on. And I really enjoyed that because it was quite a way to focus on new things you've never really worked on before. And it would be, say, the goal was 20 minutes of practice every day. 
and you put 10 minutes of asana practice and 10 minutes of other stuff but then even put down what you want to practice on so like for week one you know it might be hip openers and then the other bit will be like breathing techniques and it was just really nice to then focus on that one thing for that week mm-hmm. as well and then afterwards notice the difference yeah totally agree yeah. um if you do a self-practice I, I would actually highly recommend what Donna's just said is giving yourself a little bit of a plan sometimes I totally get this because I do it myself just getting on your mat and moving in a way that you want to move yeah is very very powerful not having a plan is nice however for instance you know you've got issues with your SI joint or you know your physio has told you so or you've got shoulder mobility stuff going on um seek professional help yeah for sure but if you know for a fact that helping your posture by opening your chest is really going to help you out maybe do have a little bit of a plan even if you're if you don't know the poses names speak to a yoga teacher perhaps or just describe it to to yourself that one where you put your hands behind your back and bring your palms together with your fingertips pointing up towards your head reverse breath you know like it it doesn't matter it doesn't need to be perfect it's for no it's for your eyes only so it doesn't need to be perfect but having that kind of plan can be really really powerful um in and also it'll keep you on your mat so going back to that person that we were talking about who was trying to incorporate a daily or weekly yoga habit if they knew that they couldn't make classes but then felt confident enough to do a self-practice having a plan might encourage them oh well i planned it now i have to go on my mat you know, if you've put the effort into planning it, why on earth wouldn't you then go and do it? And in that moment when you maybe aren't feeling very inspired or what have you, it's it's there, it's a plan. So you don't have to really think too much about it because mm-hmm. we all know a lot of people go to class because they don't know what to plan or haven't don't feel inspired at that point in time. You just want to be told what to do. Yeah. I mean, as I mean, a yoga teacher, Dawn, don't yeah. you? Oh my God. When I go to Dawn's classes, I love it because I just go and I don't have to think about yeah what to do I can just be told same with that's why I think I liked about CrossFit so much I could go to the gym and just be told what to do yeah yeah there's a lot in that I get that but for those of you who do self-practice having a plan so powerful and you can use your journal and then it gives you a space after that plan to reflect on it actually that pose after that pose didn't work it needed this between that and da 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 but I mean as a yoga teacher that's an incredibly powerful tool because you need to know how it feels to go from one pose to another what counter poses are required how much is that going to tax the I don't know ankles for instance and if I do that pose is are the ankles going to be so fucked from that one that I have to actually that's not a viable option yeah um so that kind of thing and so it's very very powerful yoga teacher or non-yoga teacher it's incredibly it gives you a time to reflect and to learn there are your lessons learned right there and every time you teach a massage dawn talking of wins and lessons learned yeah you should be able to look back and reflect on the class that you've just taught or the massage you've just done what went well what didn't go well if you massage four people and teach one yoga class in a day and you can't come up with 15 lessons and wins, <laughs> tr- then we true. need to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think sometimes it's I have high standards on myself. So when it's like a win, well, the win is I did a good massage. But to me, I'm like, that's a given in my head. Like I have to yeah. get a good massage. But if you then just dismiss that as a win. Yeah yeah it's always a good massage but also you may you may think you gave a good massage but did they enjoy it they might not yeah 
Yeah, exactly. What, what feedback? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what feedback can you get from them? It's um, I like to think that I leave a very, very open form of communication. So my yogis can feed back to me whenever they want, but I regularly go back with, tell me what you need almost yeah. at the end of every email. If you have any questions about what's going on, if you need to give me any feedback, talk to me, talk to me, talk to yeah. me. Because at the end of the day, if they're not enjoying it, if they need something else, if the class times don't work anymore, if, you know, I'm doing too much of something or not enough of the other, or I keep saying, come on guys, then <laughs> I want to know about it so they can tell me. And it's, and that's right there. Then that would go in my journal. Dawn messages me today, messaged me today and said that she's been really enjoying X, but not enjoying Y about yoga classes. Is there any chance that this could be tweaked slightly? It might be that whatever pose it is doesn't particularly work for Dawn. And I totally understand why she's not enjoying it, but a lot of other yogis are, but hey, Dawn, we'll change it for you. Me and that yogi have instantly, or me and Dawn, have instantly got a better connection. We've got more repertoire in class. Awesome. Dawn's getting more from her yoga practice. I'm learning more. Other people in the class are learning, oh, Dawn's spoken to Alex and she's actually modified this slightly for her. So maybe I'll talk to her too. There's never, ever, 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 ever a downside to asking for feedback. Um, and if someone's a dickhead, they're obviously just not very yogic yet and haven't learned about him. So, and you just push them in the direction of the Yoga Life podcast, series one, episode one. And hopefully <laughs> they come back at you with nicer feedback in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's there's always places to learn and grow. I feel like we went off topic there. But we did get it's tangent. Yes. <laughs> it's important. Um, I think that's, other, that's, yeah, I was going to say, have you got any other points about journaling? No, we talked about no. topics to talk about. Yeah. We talked about the whens and time allocations. We talked about template ideas, which yeah. is kind of whether you have a plain notebook or you write yourself out headings such as gratitudes, goals, mm. day plan, wins, losers, I don't know, whatever you want, <laughs> affirmations, uh, mood planner, whatever it might be. Yeah. And then, of course, the why, guys. And that would be a reason to get a notebook out right now. It would be to go and journal about why you want to journal yeah <laughs> do it while it's all fresh in your mind exactly and what we need to move away from is journaling is not necessarily a dear diary this is what happened to me today it absolutely can be it can be a space where you can just get anything that's going on in your mind out of your mind um but it could you can write essays in a journal you can i have done but that's not what it's all about no, and it doesn't have to be. Yeah, people. I think people think, oh, it's this, yeah, dear diary, and it doesn't have to be. And I think if you do do that way, I think it's still important at the end to perhaps do some gratitudes and things because I know on occasion I've gone down that route and you're pouring everything out and then you feel a bit meh. And you're like, okay, right, what have I, what have I taken from this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I always think some kind of focus on self-reflection. Mm-hmm is really, really important that you, to, st- to study yourself goes hand in hand with self-reflection. Yeah. Um, so I would always, always, always have that kind of, what can I learn from this, but what's also great about it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I've enjoyed journaling. You have, because I yeah. think you had high hopes for this one, didn't you? Yeah. And we've got um, habits next time, as I mentioned, which really ties in nicely with this. And coming up later manifestation at the end which I also think we've kind of touched on today with some things we didn't say manifestation but some bits where you're writing something every day as a goal I know I I may have I did it as a teaser Dawn coming in there (laughs) so that's yeah definitely put two and two together there so 
yeah, let's go away and think about journaling for a week. Maybe I'll try and do it for a week. Oh, that's a good idea. But, but I don't have a why. Well, I do. You do for the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> do it Do it for your podcast, folk. And then yes. see if what see your what wins and lessons are from the end of it. Okay. How does that sound? Yeah. yeah. You, you can set me a challenge. I don't mind. Um, I don't, don't journal for a week, Alex. So let's see how much you fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want you to fall apart. <laughs> Um, no essentially if you think of something let me know but um Mm -hmm. I do think that it's powerful even if you just leave try it for a week try it for a couple days whatever it might be see how it goes yeah it might not work um there are many different tools around it there are so many different journals out there take a look um it might just be that you use a plain notepad pen and lay it out in a way that you want also really recommend nice stationery oh absolutely this biro is not inspiring no (laughs) mossy got me a wonderful pen for christmas because obviously he sees me journal every day and so he got me a really lovely pen for christmas i was so sad when it ran out oh (laughs) in may (laughs) well i love stationery i mean i have got like and then this is where i when i want to start journaling again i think well i have to buy a new book but i have got three half half completed journals so let's just pick up one of those no, I'm totally with you on that. Sometimes I'm like, well, I used that journal like six months ago and I was in a really different headspace. So I'm just going to yeah. need a new one. Yeah. It's, it's weird, like. but you know, there's that whole clear space, you know, all about our Soucher being clear in, yeah. clear in space, clear in mind and all that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Can't wait. Um, awesome. Guys, please go follow us um, on everything. So Instagram, Yoga Life Podcast, go follow on all of the platforms so Acast. I've been looking at Acast lately. They've got loads on there. Of different um, podcasts. Yeah, I'm actually listening to a couple of podcasts on Acast at the moment. Usually I'm an iTunes awesome. anchor. Yeah. So um yep, iTunes, Spotify, all the big places. Please go take a look. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. Um means a lot. And uh I think that's everything. Hopefully see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. See you later. Bye. Bye.